0: Or we go any further before we get into recapping this episode we have some really big news for you guys you guys
1: yes uh if you were not able to participate in our premiere live show we hope you can participate in our finale, finale! Live, live show, show. same <laughs> location
0: we're gonna have a panel of guests yes we're gonna have Mm -hmm. female female super female super ladies we're gonna have TV experts we're gonna have maybe someone who worked on the set of Twin Pinks wink wink it's somebody who pretended they did but it'll be amazing (laughs) um it's gonna be there'll be drinks there'll be Laura Palmers. we'll be in costumes it'll it'll be amazing so get tickets 7pm Freeze Brewing on September 4th if you're in the Brooklyn area
1: yes it's on Labor Day um Mondays. you can find the information at our website there will be drinkingpodcast.com and or also Facebook, facebookcom
0: podcast our event
1: our you can RSVP for the whole shipping there it's free
0: it's free it's free guys but we do
1: want you to RSVP yeah. so we know like so we know you're coming no you're coming yeah so we can hide stuff under your seats yes <laughs> okay. we're going to like write you all a personalized note And we're going to actually assign seating. Everyone's going to be have their own reserved (laughs) seating. Their own reserved seating. You're going to feel like a big shot because you're going to have a sign on your seat that says reserved. Reserved. (laughs) With your name on it. Wow. And so, you know. You also don't want to be the person that reserves the seat and then has an empty seat. And show up because your
0: name will be on it.
1: So, so we'll see you there. I don't know if that entices you to more to RSVP, but you should. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, all right, let's get into this episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. <gasps> Laura's dead.
1: Holding in my hand a small box of chocolate buns. Hello and welcome to there will be drinking recaps. Twed- I <entimes> am <laughs> uh, your host. Uh, w- actually, you go first.
0: Me? I'm. Oh, oh! I'm your first host for this week, <laughs> Kate.
1: And that's murder. I wasn't ready. That's why I put you
0: first. I love it. I love uh, that it's murder every time. I, I really know. Do. I
1: know you do. Uh, I'm murder or Meredith or whatever. You does anybody call else me? call you murder? But me. Um. I mean. Uh, Taylor called me a lot, Murda a lot in college. Oh, okay, so like okay. Dan and Unrelated. Doug, cool. All of those people did. Okay, okay. So they're cool. They're rad dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I was that was a popular college nickname Res- for me. Respect. Yeah. Um. So how how's how was this watch for you?
0: Um. I have to say that I like ninety nine percent of this episode. Okay. There's really only one. I, it, I mean, it was it wasn't one of the best ones that we've seen so right, far. Right. But I liked it. Uh huh. There was only one scene that I couldn't fucking stand. What, but that? Most what of was that? What was that? It was the Audrey scene. Just because uh, we have already seen it, it felt yes. so redundant yeah. that I was like, "I can't anymore with this." Can we please get somewhere? Well,
1: I think much like the Dougie situation, <sighs> also that yeah, Audrey is similar in the sense that it's like a very slow build. Mm-hmm. You kind of think you're you're kind of in this situation where you're like, "Okay, it's never going to be resolved," mm-hmm. but then there's going to be a payoff.
0: I fucking hope so. Yeah.
1: Well, we're washing down that annoyance with Laura Palmer. Laura
0: Palmer, which we didn't get
1: any Sarah Palmer this episode, which I was kind of I bummed know, I about kind because of thinking she was we so would get, like, an epilogue of that good bar destruction. or at least she would have shown up in the jail and the jail cell right. with everyone else that's there. Now. Oh, that'd be cool. The I jail cell is the meeting place. Yeah, apparently. It's like the hangout. Yeah, so it would have been actually kind of nice if she hashtag, ended up there.
0: Hashtag jail, tell, jail cell hang.
1: <laughs> hashtag squad goals or something. Squad goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're washing down this weird squad goal situation with Laura Palmer's. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about this yet. It's the first time that if you, you stumbled know, upon this podcast on. We'll, uh, we'll tell you uh, on part on 15 of 18 episodes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let me actually tell you about Laura Palmer guys. Sorry. It so is tea infused bourbon. And then whatever amount of lemon juice, water, and sugar you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. It's so simple. Basically, making an Arnold Palmer and uh, make your because some people even an Arnold Palmer. You some people prefer more tea to lemonade or more lemonade to tea. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you figure that out. Maybe you just only have bourbon. You know, and then like a, a hint of lemon. You enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy that. You know, enjoy warm, that. you know, cold. You don't have it warm. Unless, I mean, I guess you could have it a hot worm. toddy, but like not like lukewarm. I don't sure, know. Sure. That's
0: what bourbon neat is.
1: I know, but I don't not. You don't this like bourbon neat. Kind of, I like bourbon neat. I do, but not well, this kind of drink. yeah, but once you put drink. lemon in it, it's like, nah. Yeah, that's right, what I right, mean. Right, right, right. I got you. I wouldn't want that. that seems, but if you want like a, uh, ooh, what did we decide? Was well, if the you leaf have leaf it a hot, if you have it a, yeah, if you have it as like a hot toddy. Okay, cool. Then I would be down, but I won't, I don't want it lukewarm. You I don't want it room temp.
0: No. No. Gotcha.
1: Not this drink. No. All right. This one you put put some ice in it. Yes. <laughs> um, do you want to start recapping it, Caitlin?
0: Hell fucking yeah, I do. Tell me what's up. I want to tell you that at the beginning of all my notes, I always put I do first half in full cap so Good. that I remember. Or sometimes Good. I put I do second half. Cool. Depending on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I want to say a little anecdotally that every time um, the theme starts uh, of Twin Peaks and like the drone fly over Twin Peaks, right. in my head, I'm always like, Where are we? What's gonna happen? Oh my God, I have to type so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, there's something about like the opening where I'm like, Oh my God, what's gonna fucking happen? Because you never really yeah, know what a- it's gonna open on. Right. It could open on like any storyline. That's true. So I'm always like, What is it gonna be? That's true. And in this case, we're in Twin Peaks. Yes. And Pirate Lady is traipsing her little butt down the street, carrying her golden shovel. She looks
1: happy as hell. She looks
0: fucking happy. Yeah. And she's traipsing it down to where? Big Ed's, Ed's gas farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she shows up to Big Ed, and she's like, Ed, and he's hanging out outside at his gas farm, right? Pumping gas or Pumping something. Pumping gas, doing his job. Um, and she meets him outside, um, and he's like, oh, Nadine, what are you doing here? And he kind of reacts like he hasn't seen her
1: in a while. Right. I. Which- I know I love that I love the like the unclearness of their all of their relationships mm-hmm. which is like just tell me this isn't this doesn't is need to build up yeah
0: um, yeah and I, but I've apparently like as the conversation goes on it's apparent that they've been married for a long time they've been
1: married since
0: she came but maybe back from, like the last couple months they've been estranged yeah right and he's like just kind of like okay what's going on Nadine I haven't right. seen you and she's really excited uh to be there, which is kind of usual for her. She has a very hyper personality. Um, and she's come to tell Ed
1: that she has changed. She's been a selfish bitch, self- She said a she's selfish, selfish bitch. She says it with such a growl. These years,
0: and I have kept you and Norma apart and I've manipulated you. And she's like, and I got this golden shovel now, and I'm shoveling myself out of this shit. And like just I, I'm seeing my ways. Basically, she's saying, I've become self-aware. Yeah. Right. Um, and she's like, I love you so much. And he goes, I know. <laughs> Which I'm like, burn. Yeah.
1: I love you. I know. Right. Right. Um, well, he's definitely a man of honor. I mean, like he,
0: she knows that he doesn't. No. I, and I think, well, she definitely knows now that she's all like self-aware and shoveling her yeah. shit. Right.
1: Like, and he, that's why he always stuck by her mm-hmm. when she was sick. And then afterwards. Know, because yeah. he's a lovely, honorable man. Yeah. Everybody loves Ed. I yes. don't think there's anybody who doesn't like Ed. Yeah
0: right She's a part of the problem problem that everybody likes him too much (laughs) yeah (laughs) um she's like listen i've been a bitch you stayed you gave up your love with norma i know you wanted to be together i want you to be free i'm fine now yeah because i've been essentially she's in love with dr jacoby right she's in love with dr right i think or it's some kind of like infatuation
1: right well at least enough that she's like we're not happy. Right. Like we've never been happy. We should just leave. Exactly. Yeah. So she's like, listen,
0: I want to see you happy. I believe in true love. I know what it is. It means letting someone go. Um, you know, this is, this is the best. And he's like, huh? I think you need to rethink what you've just said. Um, think real hard. And I think go like, go sleep on it tomorrow. You're going to, he says, you're going to wish you never said these things. Right. Right. And she's like, Ed, I walked all the way here I had plenty carrying of time. this goddamn yeah. shovel. I had plenty of time to think. I know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it's been so many years, whatever, whatever. We get the gist of this conversation. We don't really have to go into it. But she's basically like, go off, I'll be fine. Um, you're free. And Ed's reaction is basically like,
1: Whoa. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm what? gonna go live my best self now. I'm going to go be my best mm-hmm.
0: self? What? With Norma. I'm going to go take on my soul life, <laughs> and I'm going to live myself? I know I'm like in my 70s, but it's finally time right. to live my truth, to have my realness, to yeah. go out in the world and tell this lady that I love her. <laughs> so we go to the R.R. Diner. And they start playing one of my favorite goddamn songs of all time. This
1: scene is like the hat, like makes brings so brought so much joy to me. Otis Redding. Yeah. I've been loving you too long. Yeah. I've been loving you too long. And since
0: you've been gone, things have been really shitty. It's basically what that song is about. Yeah. And it feels so true to the Ed and Normal relationship. And I wrote, are we about to have an epic love moment? And then it said and then I wrote, "Okay, I take back what I said. Right. Because Because he walks in and he's like, Norma, and she doesn't react at all. I want to be with you. And she's like, "Mm,
1: I'm sorry, Walter's here. Yeah, she doesn't read. She doesn't. She doesn't change her face. I was terrified. I was terrified. I was so scared for Ed. I was like, oh, no, Ed's done um she was he orders i mean for for he i mean yeah done because he orders a cyanide tablet at the counter i know
0: he sits down he's like i'll have a cup of coffee and then shelly walks away and he's like and a cyanide pill
1: yeah Uh, which melodramatic ed i know but i know but i feel his pain like yeah it's like something that he's been working for Uh, forever living i don't know but here's the thing though Norma's doing very well for herself yeah
0: she's a strong ass lady Right. She's got this diner franchise. She's doing good. She's got this man, Walter. Maybe he's wooing her. Maybe he's not whatever. And part of me is kind of
1: like, listen, Ed, you had your chance. Well, so he, but then I think he does, like he says that, but then he's sitting at the counter. He doesn't leave one. He doesn't leave the diner. He doesn't leave. And he just breathes. And I think he's thinking over Yeah, he's like, you know what? He just starts breathing and he's like, (sighs) I know. So like he is, he 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 isn't on. He accepts his fate,
0: yeah, for sure, yeah. And I kind of give it to Norma to be like, like if she's like, I'm ready to move on, I'm ready to move on. I respect that. So I was like, I think we were all like waiting in the wings for what was gonna happen, right, right. So Norma sits down with Walter, we who we think is her new beau, and she's like, um, he's like, oh, uh, what's going on? And she's like, well, actually, there's something I want to talk to you about. And he's like, oh, you're gonna name the diner? The Normas are a diner, and she goes, no, actually, I'm gonna. I looked it up in my contract. I'm going to buy myself out. Or you're going to buy me out. You're going to buy me out, right? Of all these franchises. And I'm yeah. just going to keep this one. And I'm just going to keep this one because this one makes me happy. And I have a really good family. And I assume she's referring to like Shelly and Ed yeah. and, and uh, like the, the people of Twin Peaks. Yes. Exactly. Um, unless,
1: I mean, unless she's talking about, um, uh, what's her face? Heather Graham. What's God? why what? annie oh my god that would be her, is
0: that her sister Ray? yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And, and wouldn't her that be crazy mother maybe but i think the reality Obviously, is, it's is just, that yeah. she's referring to her family as like shelly and, and right. even becky and, right. and ed and just all the people of twin peaks that she loves um and so she's basically like listen walter you fucking corrupt money hungry piece of shit i'm gonna live my life happy the way i've been living it this whole time and now i've just realized it Right. Beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah. We're still listening to Otis Redding. Yeah. Ed is sitting there accepting his fate that he'll never have the love of his life. Right. And Walter. Does
1: take, just fucking, she's taking her destiny in her hands. Well, and also Walter seems to know that this is the end of their relationship. Yes. Because she, he's like, you're going to regret it. Mm. And Storm's out of there. He says, you're making a huge mistake. Yeah.
0: Um, and he leaves. And then. We have this shot of Ed breathing. breathing. Notice Red is playing. And then Normal puts her hand on him. He's been turned down, rejected, <laughs> strung around by two women. And now he looks at her and he says, marry me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, of course I'm going to marry you. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what the notebook was supposed to feel like. <laughs>
1: And then they're together, and then Shelly's crying. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. I'm getting teary eyed when and, you're telling the story.
0: And they love each other. They, get, they kiss, and, and they, they have like the best kiss. The best kiss of all time. <laughs> MTV Awards nominated for best kiss. <laughs> and they meet you And I, we just, it was just so beautiful. <laughs> <was> so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's what real love is you guys it is this <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna drink this really quick
1: okay do so it
0: some must have a moment of silence for Norma and Ed's love it's not dying it's anyway, living on It's well but they're gonna die soon they're kinda old anyway <laughs> no but when they shot away to Shelly and Shelly was like crying in a really emotional kind of awesome way I was like Shelly just go be with Bobby already
1: go <laughs> be with Bobby go be with Bobby <laughs> I know. Okay. Right. Anyway. Well, I mean, they also have had a tumultuous relationship. They could not make that work, probably for many reasons.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, been twenty-five years. If they haven't made it work by now, yeah. Fair, fair. But who she's with right now is not right. For Whereas, her like, because n-
1: he's a bad dude. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, Norma and Ed. They just it was always their timing was right. They always. Oh, God, they were always wrong. They don't you talk about them right now. I just, They're happy. Finally. I know. I just mean that, like, where Bobby and Shelly actually had problems. Right. Norma and Shelly. I mean, where Norma the fuck is Leo. No, who oh, no. know?
0: <laughs> dead. Still under that spider. Dead. He's dead. He got <laughs> killed by that spider.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whereas whereas uh, Norma and Ed, they never really had problems in their relationship except no. for timing. Well, just Nadine was their biggest problem. yeah, right. T- and yeah, poor timing. Yeah. So it was just so it makes sense that <sighs> they would be once now that this moment presented itself that they would be so yes, yes, yes. This scene, this whole thing with yeah. Nadine and
0: Ed and Norma, really hacks into the soap opera that I think
1: we've been missing since oh, the original. Loved it so seasons. much. Yeah, it was it great. Really just.
0: Ugh, it was cl- no. This everything was this was like a classic
1: Twin Peaks. Oh, thank thing. God! Yeah, I loved it. Fifteen episodes and we get a little melodrama. Well, then something crazy happens in the next of scene.
0: Of course, of <laughs> course. I mean, that's expected. But I'm just saying, this is a fr- Like this, the thing that happens in the next scene happened already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least this part was new and yeah. Like, beautiful. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> We 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 immediately scooch off and we go like on a drone through th- some trees to the next scene, and guess where we're at, Meredith? We're at the gas station. Nope, before the gas station, uh, we're at the waterfall. No, nope, we're driving around in this poorly lit car. Oh yeah, with one headlight.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you had this queued up.
0: Of course I did. Because the minute I saw it, I started playing it. I rewound it. I played this song while I was watching it. And I was like, this feels right. (laughs) I guarantee you, fans, listeners, if you go back (laughs) to the episode and you just replay those 10 seconds on a loop of the poorly lit headlight driving down the road and play this song, (laughs) it'll feel so right. It'll feel like 2005 all over
1: again. But also just play it. With, uh, with this.
0: Play it play how we're playing off. right now.
1: Turn the sound play off. Play how we're playing it right now with us commentating. <laughs> oh, about of course. <laughs> of course. Imagine Poopy Koopy going off to do his
0: business in his car alone with all his technology on uh-huh. his cell phone. Yeah.
1: Him and Jacob Dylan. He's and he's, <laughs> and he's full of questions. Yeah, he is full of questions. <laughs> and everything's poorly lit
0: again. Yeah, all the night. Yeah, and all you got to light that road. One headlight. <laughs> sorry i just saw it and i was like it's like one headlight and then i immediately thought of that song yeah okay that's a throwback right. for sure i know you like that they should have played it They should've. but it would have been a little,
1: they, a, little been a little too disorienting
0: a little too it would have been a little disorienting <laughs> but i was singing it in my mind i appreciate and then it and i turned it on okay right. so We pull up to the gas station with the woodsman and the nuclear plant test or the nuclear test or whatever. Right.
1: The Dutchman's, I guess. We've seen this place before. It's called the Dutchman's apparently. it's called? Well, that's what um, Ray said that Philip Jeffries was at, was he's at the Dutchman's. That's right. So, yeah. That's absolutely right. I don't know why it's called that.
0: So... Um uh, he pulls up to from, the gas uh, station. He pulls up to the gas station and he comes out and there's woodsmen there. Yeah. And I guess they've been there since like the 1940s. That's that's
1: where or they this is just,
0: That's where they were originated. Right. This is just like the rift in time where they're at.
1: Um, I you know what? So I I heard a theory today.
0: Okay, please when I, tell me what this theory is.
1: Uh, so apparently there was a a, a forest like lumber fire in the mm-hmm. 1900s in Twin Peaks, and eight oh. and eight lumbermen died, which is apparently how many woodsmen there are. What? So they. So there's a theory that the that's who these woodsmen are or the lumber. So so here's
0: the question behind that. Right. Do we believe that David Lynch does that much research?
1: no 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 it's like he it's like part of the history of twin peaks it's like
0: uh, oh it's part of the history of twin peaks like the book yes not reality not reality oh oh okay all right all right i can follow through with that yes being a thing okay cool i thought maybe that was a real thing no 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 okay all right fine yes that's that theory sounds correct
1: then yeah especially because twin peaks is still the like origin of all of this chaos
0: Absolutely. I think it's totally like a portal. Yeah. For sure. And I think that these little places that we're encountering, like the gas station or like Laura's room, or well, I guess Laura's room is in Twin Peaks, but like these places that are outside of Twin Peaks are like little um, kind of like satellites. Yeah.
1: Centers of of evil or something like that. Right. Or
0: like the box in New York or whatever. I think they're just little satellites to what what is actually the centers in Twin Peaks. Yes. So anyway, theories. Yeah. Um. There. So he's. So he pulls up. Uh. It seems like he's kind of communicating with the woodsman, or they know he's there, or whatever. They're all on yeah. the same level. They're yeah. All on the same plane of yeah. communication. Um. And also, uh, because I know you're watching with the captions on. Yes. The song that the, that's being played, I guess, is a symphony called "The Victims of Hiroshima." Yes,
1: that's the same thing that was playing during, during the episode, episode eight, eight. The eight, yeah, part eight, which is very fitting. Yeah,
0: for the you know kind right. of nuclear brand. Um, and it's so, like, terrifying. It's so, oh, it's so jarring. Yeah. And, like, awful. And it's, yeah. like, screamy. Right? Um, but it fits perfectly with the shots uh, that are going on in this scene. Um, so they walk up the stairs. Everything's all glitchy. They kind of disappear.
1: Yeah, they it's like they yeah, they just like operate into the room yes. rather um, than w- opening a door. Well, then they
0: operate like into the woods and then they're in a room. There's like overlays of like trees and then they're in a room that that we've recognized before from I think Firewalk with me that has like the clown and like the different it people. It looks it
1: looks similar to yeah, the same yeah. the same top of like the second floor of, above the gas station. Right. In I guess, where Philippe Girard was. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it it probably is the same location.
0: So, um, he goes up there, and he, there's, I think, another woodsman, and he's like, I'm, poopy, Coopy is like, I'm looking for Philip Jeffries. Yeah. um, so then, there's the, the, there's like flashes of the creepy clown dude. Yeah, they like flip dude. a switch or something, right? They flip a switch. Well, I'm wondering there's... if
1: there. I'm wondering if the flashes. So like when they flip the switch and then yeah. all that static happens and then you see like a face kind of shake in and out. It's a clown face. Um, it's like, well. I was thinking maybe so. Like later in the scene, we you know they're talking about Judy. Maybe they're showing Judy's face. <gasps> Maybe Judy's face. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Judy is the blind woman. Maybe I don't know. Yeah.
0: Judy seems to be a very powerful person based yes. on how they're talking about yes. her. Yes.
1: Yeah. And the, so, and that it's someone that they've met before or well, Coopy met it,
0: supposedly. Yes. He doesn't
1: seem to know who she is. Yes.
0: So and and so we get to that when when he um, he gets walked into like what looks like maybe um, um hotel. a hallway. Like a- and then he's in like outside in an outdoor hotel and he goes up to a lighted door and it's number eight. Yes. Um. Also, I really love in the closed captioning that they have brackets atmospheric wind. Yeah, it's very helpful. <laughs> I do love that. because Otherwise I wouldn't know what that noise is. Thank you. By the way, caption person. Anyway, so he goes into the room and we assume that he's going to see Philip Jeffries. And this is the part where Jermaine Clement as David Bowie as Philip Jeffries would have been supposed perfect to show up you, but, but it's, unfortunately it's just an
1: electric like tower that's it's shooting like a steam machine
0: teapot tower
1: steam, yeah it's like
0: a hookah it's kind of like the thing that Andy was holding in his lap yeah I love in the last
1: episode yeah I quite love the way that it's this like this scene is lit Mm-hmm. And the way that that like there's that like real distinct circle and the steam like that's where the I mean it the, the looks the really voice, cool yeah.
0: but with the amp up of who
1: it is right I think it's a little like well they couldn't get of well, course they couldn't couldn't get David Bowie so they of they found they like a good a stand in that has some sort of symbolism to right. what they have got going on already so right
0: um. So, anyway, he's in there. Um, and oh, well, we forgot there was also a weird woman outside the door who was like, I'll unlock the door. Yeah. For and you. she has that. She's like a female She has the of lodge the talk. Men.
1: Yeah. And she talks backwards. So, right? clearly, like, they're in a different dimension of this. She's probably not
0: important, but she just was there. It's just so. clear
1: that they're in a different dimension of this. Scene. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, so he goes in and he's like, uh, basically to Jeffries, which is this hookah Ray, you, did you call Ray to kill me? Um, and then the hookah
1: thing is like, did you call me five days ago? Or did you know no. poopy Coopy's Cooby.
0: like, did you call me five days so ago? So we know that the, it's basically been, thing. we
1: basically know that it's been five days since, since we've for him. Right. Since he In like this time, since he got Ray and what's her Darlene right from that, from, from whatever that ha- weird house was. Right. Oh yeah. With the trucker house. Then they went to the motel. Then they, you know, he right. spit Garmin Bosia. So that's been so- five
0: days. Okay. And and um the hookah thing is like I don't have your number, but we used to talk. Um and then there's this this it flashes back to firewalk with me and there's a dubbing over uh David Bowie's Philip Jeffries and he goes, I'm not gonna we used to talk, I'm not gonna talk about Judy. Basically. Right
1: basically. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about Judy. We are not right. going to talk about Judy at all.
0: Right. And then um and then it comes back into what is present day for Poopy Koopy in front of this hookah. Um, and he says, remember, you said to me that day
1: that we weren't going to talk about Judy. And part of me feels like "Well, Jeffrey's also says, like, so you are Cooper because Jeff.
0: So you are Cooper. Right. So Cooper, this is like
1: proof. So Poopy Coopy, because Poopy Coopy is remembering that that conversation well, right. with Jeffries. So This is like a
0: connection that that Poopy Coopy, this evil doppelganger or whatever he still is, holds has them memories up. that real Cooper. Has, yeah. Which is bananas. Yeah. Because how are they connected?
1: Yeah, I think he knows, well, he knows, like, everything about Cooper. He is I Cooper. Know, but I
0: feel like he knows everything about Cooper that you could learn through research. I feel like this is something that he knows that's a shared memory.
1: Yeah, Almost in the way that, I like, mean, but he is, Cole and he, Agent Rose and whatever have. But while he is a doppelganger, he is still Cooper. He's just an evil yeah, version. Yeah, do they have shared memories? Yeah. He, I, but they, I don't think that's been established up until this. Point. Yeah, maybe not. But but they are still Cooper. Like he is still Cooper. He's. It's a splitting of two.
0: I don't know because it's not like Cooper, in the original series, had the same memories as the doppelganger. You but know what the, I mean? It doesn't reverse. So right, why but would the, that's doppel- in the, why few, the doppelganger?
1: The doppelganger like wasn't in in existence yet. It was. It was in existence in the Black Lodge. Right. So like, but he wasn't. Cr- there's those are different, like in the sense. Okay, that-
0: so maybe theoretically, if the doppelganger comes into our reality, he gains shared memories. But what I'm saying is, this has not been established up until this.
1: point. I'm agreeing with you. Cool. I'm just I'm explaining to you that they that they are yeah, like that makes sense because they are two separate. There are the that's same fine. person. Like, I'm
0: fine with that. Yeah, I'm just saying that this is the first time where that happened. Okay, that's the first time where because like there was the whole thing with um. Diane where he was talking to her in the prison and it was like remember what happened that night or whatever and they were trying to like differentiate right. if that was or or when Gordon Cole was talking to him and they were trying to like prove is that the real Cooper is it not the real Cooper right maybe they're talking code it just seems like this is the first time where we're really establishing that they have shared memories right okay as opposed to them being two separate entities yeah who did different things okay um, and that's just that's fascinating to me because it, it begs the question of like the whole Dougie thing and if if do are, are you know what I mean? Like they're half of the
1: same thing. Yeah, they have to come. That's why only one can exist.
0: Right, I get that. But I mean, like before, that's. I, I guess it's like they're half of the same thing in this space, but they're whole things when they're in separate spaces. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Anyway, I just found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whatever. So now we talk about this whole Judy thing with the hookah, and it's like, um, uh, does. Well, what also was fascinating for me was Poopy Coopy was like, does Judy want something from me? Right. And this is outside of the Poopy Coopy character because now Poopy Coopy is it kind of showing a little bit of fear towards whatever Judy
1: is. Right. Yeah. Like, what does Judy want from me? Yeah. Who is Judy? You, and like, you know? Who is like, like, yeah, he's just like, who is it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but and also like, what does Judy want from me? Like, just it, this doesn't seem like Poopy Coopy
1: because Poopy Coopy would never give anybody anything, right? Well, Jeffries does give him give him the phone number of Judy.
0: He does. He's like, well, why don't you ask yourself? Yeah. Um, and then he like blows out the phone number. Right. Um, and then the phone starts ringing. Right. Well, and also Poopy Coopy's like, who is Judy? He starts shouting more once the phone starts ringing. Right. And and Philip Jeffries, the big hookah thing, is like, um. You've already met Judy and Cooper's like oh, Poopy. Coopy's like who is Judy? And the phone starts ringing, and he picks it
1: up, and no one is there. We get more smoky fog stuff, and then he hangs up. He well, he gets teleported outside of the lodge. Like right. he cut. It's basically like yeah, he's. So it's maybe like, he it, got, it's a got the port key that we don't know about, or I think it was just the port key to get yeah, him out of there. That makes sense. Kind of because uh, like uh, he's immediate. Sure. He's immediately out in front of the gas station with the, with the phone, like oh, true. with a dial tone. True. Yes. Um, and,
0: and he's there and who else is there?
1: Who fucking followed him?
0: But his son. Well, his little baby boy. Who he guesses, is his son. His little baby boy. We so get, it's
1: like a cat's cradle situation. We think, we don't know for sure if it's his son. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but, I, but, but we if, do get confirmation that he is Audrey's son. Yes. That is confirmation. That is confirmation. Um, and, and that's like a piece like, of information I was like we're never gonna know no one's ever gonna tell us and I kind of didn't care Yeah. and I was like oh okay well that's kind of how cool. I feel about whether or not he's Poopy Coopy's son I'm like I don't care if anybody tells I don't think me you, I in don't, my mind he's Poopy Coopy's yeah, son yeah I don't care if anyone tells me not
0: um, but he's like I know who you are you're that FBI guy my mom had a picture of you
1: yeah and your fancy and
0: your fancy suit, your FBI suit. and Poopy Coopy fucking clocks him yep like he does. Murder punch. Right. Um, and he's like, don't ever threaten me again. And then he's like, get in the fucking truck. We're, we're going gonna, to we're gonna leave. Yeah, we're going to talk on the
1: way. And then he also sends. He sends a text message that says Las Vegas question mark. So this, I think, was when he sends that text message that we saw in a previous episode that Diane got.
0: Oh, so you think this is like, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because like,
1: mm-hmm. who else would he send need to send it to, right? That means he's like descending closer to. Uh, right Twin Peaks Las Vegas or, I whatever. think but yeah the time frames are getting the timelines are getting closer together cool
0: yeah mm-hmm. um the gas station kind of they drive, this is actually really cool yeah they drive shot wise beautiful like it's really beautiful they drive away when first. they drive away yeah the gas station like gets all smoky and glitchy and then kind of like slowly fades away with 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 light and like black and white light and sound into the woods. Yeah, it is beautiful. Which does make me feel like it's more like a satellite or like a middle.
1: It also made me feel like is this a TARDIS? Right. <laughs> it's a little bit or the same concept. Well, I already said it was like a porky and operating and like True. all that stuff. So yeah. So I'm, it is kind of it's like Harry that Potter. That mystical, it's, it's Harry all Potter. The things. It's Doctor Who.
0: It's all the things. It's all the things.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so this another. is, this is this next scene is the most, this was the annoying scene for me. In this, uh, in this episode, it
0: was. You know what? I'll follow through on that. It was
1: kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. I'm because fine I don't care that. about him at all. I don't care about these people at
0: all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. The scene was fine. The scene had phenomenal acting, but I agree with you. It could have been cut completely.
1: I think the only reason that it exists is for Carl to go and be involved, and in, like Carl to go and save the day, or somehow in be, the woods or something, ha- be brought to the Interesting. woods. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe because yeah. he has like an Andy type vibe. Yeah. Um. Well, before we even get to this scene, there's a drone shot over the trees. Oh, yes. I drink, have. Yes. Herbo drink. There's a drone shot. Yeah. I wrote down David Lynch really loves drones, but I'll give it to him because these shots are pretty cool. I don't care. Yeah. I'm the shot with it. of that waterfall is pretty tight. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we're in the woods
1: and there's an old dude who you said was Mark Frost. That comes a little bit later in the scene. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well,
0: no, he's in the first part. Before they show Steven.
1: Oh, they, oh,
0: like walking he's through the He's just walking forest? through the woods. Oh, he's I didn't walking that. Okay. He's walking his yes, Boston. He's got a cute little hyper Boston
1: terrier. Yep. And he's
0: walking, and he's got one of those, like, hunting flap hats Most on. Most clothes I've ever seen
1: anyone wear in Twin Peaks. Uh, Well, it's October, right? It's getting cold. But everyone else, but these two are barely wearing any clothes. Well, presumably, if they're, they're on, high they're, shit, on drugs. they're yeah, probably they're hot. They're on
0: drugs. You know? They're on drugs. <laughs> anyway, um, they're walking through the woods, and then Steven is leaned up against a tree. And he's rubbing a gun against his leg and being a fucking weirdo. And Gersten, Gersten Horn? Gersten. Gersten Hayward. Hayward is there. Um, and she's like rubbing up on him. And he's, and she's like, why? And he goes, there is no why. I didn't do it. She did it. I did it. And he, don't get me wrong, this actor is phenomenal and he creepy. Is great. Yeah. And he is acting his goddamn heart out. But. I agree with you. I don't fucking
1: care. Well, it's just, I just don't see what the point of their storyline really much. <laughs> Except for to show, uh, except for, like, to sure further show, like, the drug scene. You're and, right. And I'm trying to think about everybody else in this show.
0: And I pretty much care about everybody else's, like, the Misha brothers, I care about them. Yeah, like, I just don't. Shelly, yes, I care. I James, just don't. James, I even
1: care. I think it's just showing the drugs in, in Twin Peaks. Like it's, it must it's be. Through, through mm-hmm. a character that we at least somewhat know. Eh, Yes. That's what I mean. Like the only thing I just there hasn't been enough of Becky for me to give a fuck about Steven. I just don't think. Well, and also like they're not relevant enough. Like they're not doing anything. Absolutely. They're not linked to any characters that we truly care about or any or any like possession or. Or like I don't know. It just well, doesn't
0: particularly because Gerst and Hayward, like, we don't know Donna is
1: nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So it's like even more distant yeah. from the main characters that we right. care about. And then there's this random dude with the Boston Terrier. So it's like even more of what we don't give a fuck about. Um but anyway, Gerston is like, you didn't do anything to Steven. You're fucking stoned. Um, and then Steven keeps repeating that he's a high school graduate and like loads of this gun. And I guess he's trying to kill himself. Yeah. And it's really intense. Yeah. I mean, he's just talking nonsense. Basically, to me, this scene was just a reel for this actor's. Like, this was a scene for this actor's reel so that he could apply for other jobs.
1: Well, you know, he's the guy that was. He's, he was in Get Out. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He's in a lot of stuff right he now. He looks like my ex boyfriend. I literally feel like my ex boyfriend drove to LA and became he an doesn't actor. Even and need... is so good. <laughs> he doesn't even. <laughs> He doesn't even need a reel. I mean, he has a lot of No, roles. he's a phenomenal actor. It's just
0: that they, yeah, they like. But if, for me, this scene, one, because he looks like my ex-boyfriend, but also because of the way that he acts, it's very uncomfortable to watch him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's effective, but in this scene, like, I didn't care. Right. Right. Okay. So anyway, um, and I wrote a lot about that. I was like, i comfortable, he's a good actor, but I don't care, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he says something like, I like fucking you and your cunt is nice. Great. Again, don't care about you two. But then the old guy with the dog finds them. This gets intense. Yeah, Um, And they start freaking out because they don't expect an old guy with a dog to be there. Um, Moral of the story, guys, don't do drugs. Uh, And then Gerson goes and hides behind a tree. Yeah, she's like terrified. And we hear a gunshot. And then she kind of looks up into the trees and like zones out. Right. And then this the guy with the, we shoot, we go back to the new trout trailer park. Yes. That child trailer park. And the guy with the dog has walked up to Carl and he's saying something to him and we can't hear what is. And then he goes, he lived in that trailer there. And it's, I think, the trailer that Becky and Steve yeah. lived in. Yes. So I am assuming, although we don't know for sure, right. that Steven killed himself.
1: Yeah, we don't Yeah, we don't know. And we don't even know if the guy saw him. I don't do, fucking care. But we don't know. If, <laughs> what I'm saying is we don't know if the guy saw him do that because he was running away before the gun was shot. Right. So he just was pointing out that Steve was in the forest right. with a gun right. looking insane. Telling Carl about it. And Carl mm-hmm. cares about Becky and Steven. Like she he's gotten involved. So that's the only reason I can think that yeah, they even that, that have Carl this scene. Would enter into the woods. Yes. Yeah. So- Jerry's
0: in the woods.
1: Yes. Carl yeah, I guess yeah. It's the only reason I could think about this scene, it even matters. Uh,
0: I just feel like that's so many strings to pull together in a in a show that easily pulls things together with no reasons.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um then from here we cut to the roadhouse where our uh where our roadhouse MC is announcing Aww. songs on our playlist on the Roadhouse playlist. I wish all places would do this. I love that. I love. I love DJs like this. I want more DJs like this. And so he goes. We're gonna play one of our favorites, uh, "Sharp Dressed Man" by ZZ Top. And like every, and then he like turns up the volume on a poster board. It's so cute. Past, Past 10, ten, yeah. Like he's like telling you the level spinal to tap which you style. should dance. Spinal Tap style, and everyone loses their mind. It was so <laughs> it's cute. Amazing. And so James and his friend Freddie walk into the bar and James walks up to his uh number one fan who was crying when he was singing at the roadhouse previously. It's, I mean, I won't lie. He does have some balls. He just walks up to this table where his wife, where her, where she is with her, <laughs> husband, with her husband. And he just goes, Hey, it's nice to see you, Renee. And she's, and so her husband looks to him. He's like, Hey, do you have a death wish? Don't talk to my wife ever. And James just like, doesn't know how to like formulate words. Which I
0: know. I, I feel like this is the part where, remember where they're like, James had an accident. Which
1: I, okay. This is actually an endearing part. Of, this is an endearing James. I'm into this James. James.
0: Because he's like post accident non able to speak. James, also actually I'm into. An,
1: actually, an idiot. Like, yeah, I'm terrible. Like a to real say. true true idiot. Yeah, and that Forrest Gump style James. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I know. I was. I was like, oh poor James, and so he starts fumbling for his words, and Jay- Chuck, uh, Renee's husband, and a friend of Chuck's, who's also at the table, just start beating the shit out of James. Yeah, and so. Buh uh freddy his uh, his friend with an iron fist or rubber fist or whatever uh just you know taps one of them and says hey you better stop uh oi you better stop this and then they're like well fuck you punk and then you know freddy murder punches him which is a theme of this show and then freddy (laughs) and then freddy murder punches chuck and then and then freddy picks up james james is actually not that fucked up um And I love this about James. He just announces to the whole crowd, these men are very hurt. (laughs) Call 911. I do like this version of James. That's what I mean. It's so, he's so, he has no inhibition almost. Like to just be like, these men are hurt. Like, this guy just murder punched them. Like, please call nine one one. Yeah. And so he then he apologized to Renee, it was and he's such like, a I, polite fight." Yeah, he was like, yeah. "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean this to happen. I just wanted to say hello," and like her husband also, is Freddy's like, "Freddie's a fucking cutie about it." And hu- and her husband's just like dying on dying, the ground, combing at <laughs> the mouth. That punch gave him rabies. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> um, so then we cut to uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> I love this scene. So mm-hmm. Wilson, who I guess is Agent Headley's like assistant, comes into his office. Oh, these two. Yeah, f- oh, for the FBI two. headquarters in Las Vegas. So th- he walks up into he- his boss's office, and they're like, "They're here, sir. Douglas Jones and his wife Jane. They're ready for questioning." And then Headley. <laughs> Asked if they gave him any trouble when they were like brought them into the station, which I'm like every well, first of all, when they get into the room, everyone yeah. in there is wearing pajamas. Like, did they have to bring them in at four AM? Like <laughs> where did they bring them into did they bring them into the station? It's an FBI sleepover. Uh, yeah, it was it's just an FBI sleepover. So they're uh they so were Wilson, having their
0: playing games in the cafeteria. It's crazy. And then they interrupted for work. <laughs> it's
1: crazy. <laughs> And so Wilson, Wilson responds when he asks, and he's like, "No, they didn't give us any trouble, but the kids aren't too happy." And then Hedley's like, "Kids, I
0: I know, plural, I know."
1: And then (laughs) (laughs) he walks in, and the kids are just losing their goddamn mind, and everyone's in their pajamas. them. There's like six kids. So I, I'm wondering though if Headley knew that this was not the, this is not the family. So he just starts yelling at Wilson. He's like, You you got the wrong Jane and died. Right, he, right, Douglas right, Jones. right. Because <laughs> he was on TV, so they know what he looks like. Yeah. I think. Oh, good. Fair enough. I didn't think I didn't realize that Remember part. Was, yeah, yeah no, TV. but because they, they were
0: But maybe that's not connected. Well the who per, knows? Yeah,
1: because the well I mean because the previous the previous time we met them, they're like, There's twenty three Douglas Jones in this I know. So the,
0: I, they're just I'm assuming that they have that information but i don't actually know they're just they not
1: do. a they're just not a well-operated <laughs> machine in this
0: right the, the las vegas ant branch of the fbi <laughs> is not just doing so not hot doing great
1: so uh elsewhere get it together well elsewhere in las vegas uh we cut to mr todd's office mm-hmm. where he intercoms for Ro- his assistant roger to come into the office and he asks Whoa, yeah, this. And he asks if they've heard from Anthony, uh, and they say no. And Todd's like, You better get a hold of him. But too late, that's not gonna happen because nope. Chantel Hutchins is gonna be is gonna, gonna g- come up fucking there, kill everyone. Fucking kill you. So just
0: snap snap dead dead. Yeah. So they hashtag snap snap dead dead. Yeah, well uh, she's I just she's a I love ass
1: bitch. I love her.
0: <laughs> I want to be her for Halloween.
1: Well, ba- so, you know, I actually listened to Jennifer, uh, Jason Lee's recent um, uh, Mark Maron interview. It was uh-huh. like came out last week. Uh-huh. And Chantal. So apparently because Tim Roth and her had just worked on Hateful Eight right before the, filming mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that their chemistry was so well, so good that basically mm-hmm. all of the scenes with uh-huh. them like eating together was just because like, David Lynch wanted to film more scenes with them together
0: because that they was, were so good together. Yeah, that was it. Oh, I love them. Yeah, I, I love I, Dream I'm totally couple. totally fine with that. They're the new Brangelina. Yeah, they're great. I love them so. I wish someone would feed me the way that that Tim Roth oh, feeds.
1: Well, well, I'll get, we'll Jason get there. Later. Yeah. So she, so she, she, so she like uses the silent gun, kills both of them, walks out, <laughs> immediately gets on the phone, is like, "Hi, hun," and then she hey, can hear. She could hear wheezing coming from the office, and she's like, shit, hold on. So she'd go back and finish murdering them. She has to finish her job. Okay, yes. she is a thorough, thorough worker. Yeah, so she then she walks back out, gets back on the phone, and says like, yeah, one down, one to go. And then she's like, yeah, I want french fries and extra ketchup.
0: Yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. <laughs> I uh, do love
1: the way she orders I food. I love her. I <laughs> and love only fast her. food, whatever. Good I for you, girl. You so look much. great.
0: Hashtag Chantal
1: is all of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, <You fall. laughs> maybe. She is all of us. Um, so, back in Twin Peaks, very Twin Peaks heavy episode, uh, Freddie and James are being put into a jail cell, as we had discussed in the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. of our podcast, uh, for basically the fight in the roadhouse. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. And but Chad, they, I mean, it was justified. Well, Chad seems to know Freddie because he's like, what is that glove freak doing here? And uh, yeah, and then Freddie also asks, "Why is he in the set? Why is he, why, why are you in a set? You're sale? a cop, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? What did you do wrong, bro? <laughs> exactly. His name is Chad. So Bobby's just like, don't pay attention to Chad. Mm-hmm. He's a garbage person. Mm-hmm. So then uh, James asks how the how Hawk the how uh, ask Hawk how the guys are doing that you know they got in the fight with, right? And he tells them that they're in intensive care, so they're not dead. No, but they're close. They're pretty close. They're close. So, and then um, after Hawk and Bobby leave, the James looks across his jail cell oh. and sees the blind woman. Yeah. Uh, doing her little chirpity chirps. Mm-hmm. and he's like what the hell and Billy's doing it back. and then Billy's doing it chirping right? it back and then I guess Chad's just in his own private little hell because he starts covering <laughs> his ears and shouting shut up he's in his own private little hell he, like, this, I, love I it. this this he deserves it this gang of people who are in this in this jail cells right now I fucking love I, I told play. you hashtag
0: squad goals hashtag squad goals I want to play music while they're
1: in there oh.
0: like like celebrate good and Dance up and down the the cells, and just be like, "Come on, guys! I think Freddie and James
1: up. would be down with it. Come on, guys, cheer up!
0: We're having a party. Look, you're all in here hanging out. Well, so it makes, and then of course Billy would be like, celebrate because so, his mouth is swollen. So Freddie,
1: clearly Freddie's destiny has to do with that woman in that jail cell. Oh, uh, right? Judy, maybe. Or Judy, thought, maybe. Who knows? I just Can we said, call her Judy, maybe. Sure, I I just said it could be Judy, but I just think that her. I think he, like where he had to get that glove, and they told him to get the glove. Yeah, and yeah His yeah, destiny yeah, yeah. is in Twin Peaks.
0: In the same way that Carl's destiny is in the woods. Yes, I right. think that I got his you. destiny
1: is to do something with them for I this for this woman. I got you. Yeah. Um. Then we cut to just another quick scene between Chantal and Gary Hutchins, uh, talking about how the government kills people just like them. They're yep, just as bad yep, as we are. Yeah. And then. Chantal, They're quoting like religious shit, right? Yeah, and Chantal says she says, "Yes, but my fun is over once I actually kill someone. It's no fun torturing a corpse. I haven't tortured anyone in a heck of a long time." And Gary just tells like, all of us. <laughs> I know. It's like, "Oh, maybe I don't really I don't want to be that mm-hmm. um, vengeful." Gary, and Gary's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, it hasn't worked out lately." <laughs> Gary's trying so hard to please this lady. Yeah, so she... Uh, he's trying so hard. Well, and... Hashtag not all Gary. Well, and then she... Yeah, so Chantal... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Chantal goes, did you get me dessert? Oh, And Gary. he's like, of course I did. Oh, my goodness. And so he gives her a dessert and she's just like, I love you, I Hutch. I love you so much. I love you, Hutch. Question. Yes. Any man who brings you dessert... And
0: says, Baby, I got you dessert. You love him.
1: Yeah, I would like say a yes. little
0: bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. For
1: sure. Especially since they said baby I like got you dessert. Like, maybe you have a moment where you're like, I don't know you, but I still love you a little right. bit.
0: <laughs> uh, for sure. Sorry. If you ever see me on the street listeners, <laughs> bring me a
1: dessert. And I'll love you a little it's bit. That's true. Um, cut to Janie E and Cooper in oh, Las Vegas. This, yeah. Jamie E. gives him a slice of cake mm-hmm. and she's just like, oh, Dougie, it's all like our it's like our all of our dreams are coming true. Right. Money has solved all of and her And OG problems. Coops is like, true, because that was the last thing he said. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like sitting there actually moving,
0: mm-hmm. doing voluntary
1: movements, mm-hmm. turns the television on and Sunset Boulevard is playing. Yeah, And uh, William Holden's character, Joe Gillis, you know, is like is talking about whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he says get gordon cole what and oj Coop starts freaking Freaking out out. Uh, and pauses the television on uh william holden's face because he knows he's like he's like i know that name and so then right then there's a static sound that starts happening at Mm -hmm. an an electrical Mm -hmm. outlet Mm -hmm. on the floor to the to the right of the television Mm -hmm. and cooper Gets on the ground, starts crawling over to it. Does something none of us should do. No, and he just immediately starts poking it with a fork. I mean, that's a pretty... I, in, that's an instinct. I fucking love how he starts to put the fork in and it doesn't fit. Right. So he turns it around. Well, I like because that... Because I have had that thought where I'm like, a
0: fork won't fit in there.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate that he's crawling over there like an actual like a baby. Int, like an actual baby. Because he's a baby. Yeah. He is. And, he can't even use a goddamn bathroom me, he's a baby. And this is a baby thing to do. Well, anyway, so he pokes, he pokes the fork into the outlet. It, surges the whole house lights up he gets up. electrocuted we can he assume. gets electrocuted flies on the ground he's probably he's gonna be fine but like yeah I think he's snapping back yeah
0: I hope that after 15 fucking episodes that we're finally gonna get the real
1: Cooper that's what this is for sure
0: because if after this what there's two more episodes there's 16 17
1: 18 okay, there's three, three parts more? but two so parts in the last get... oh so there's four more no there's three more episodes but, but the there's last... two parts on one night yes okay
0: it, whatever. I'm just saying that for most of this fucking season, we have gotten no Cooper. Yeah. Like it's whatever. And finally, I think this is the turning point. Yeah, I hope so. If it's not, if we go back and Dougie's playing, not catch with Sonny Jim, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do with myself.
1: Um, well, then we get the saddest scene of, Oh yeah, this was rough. So beautiful. So rough. Uh, <sighs> Margaret log lady calls Hawk. And just is like I'm dying. He's just—that's exactly what she's telling. It's basically, Hawk. It. Well, she says, her log is glowing, and her her log We're is turning, turning gold. gold, and the wind is moaning, and I'm dying, dying. Yeah. And then she just says, oh, "Good." It's so rough. You know, she's. You know, she. She's. I mean, it's basically her just saying goodbye, and then she says goodnight, Hawk, and he says goodnight, and then he hangs up, and she he goes goodbye, Margaret, and then it's like such. Here's a the lovely thing, scene. though. I, I,
0: if it was emotionally full, I liked the homage. I just really hope it was handled sensitively when it
1: comes to that woman.
0: I, I, like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else in the world I'm thinks about certain, it. I don't well, care about the cast. I don't care about that anything. I just hope. Well, that,
1: I think she that, probably would have agreed. Wouldn't have agreed to do it if it wasn't.
0: But I kind of hope it was her idea. I, well, in a sense that like. I just hope that nobody like pushed that idea on her. I don't I doubt it.
1: No, I don't I I just like while David Lynch is like a crazy person, I think that like he, I don't think he's a mean person. Yeah.
0: No, I don't think he's cruel. Yeah. Um I just watching that all I could think to myself was like, oh this poor woman who's agreed to come on the show that I'm sure she certainly loves. I just hope that Part of this was like fully participatory, and right? It wasn't someone being like, I "Hey, by so. the way, since you're dying, why don't you talk about it on the show?" I think so. I, I just really hope that it was handled sensibly, well, and I'm, I'm sure it was. She yeah. seems like a strong lady.
1: Well, especially like we get a scene after this where Hawk calls everyone into and the, they all and they all it. address yeah. that log lady has passed away, and they're like actually sobbing. That's yeah. They're like memorializing her. Yeah, in this, and that was beautiful. Yeah,
0: that was beautiful. I guess I just.
1: that's my only
0: second thought well because they were actually
1: filming this like she had died she was sick like they did this before. well no she was like dead when they were filming this like exactly the very first thing they filmed was her doing these scenes
0: right so that's that's my only feeling it's my only second thought i'm sure it was but i just i felt it necessary to say because while i was watching it i was thinking like god i i hope that she was doing this in an empowering time yes you know I think so. I think you. But it was you, really sad. She and was you could see it on her fucking I mean, face she,
1: that it was true. It was. Ter- she was terminally ill, so you come to a point where you accept death. I think. Yeah, I know. So
0: I know, um, but some people don't react to
1: it that they want to put it on television, right? So okay, so then uh, the scene next is the scene you hate, where Audrey and Charlie I are. I don't basically hate because- it; it just feels redundant. Yeah. So well, I I agree with you. I think I agree, but I. Th- but I get the the build up is what I am saying. like I get, sure. So Audrey and Charlie are having the same conversation about their coat. Will you or will you not put on the coat? uh And Audrey he seems Audrey's like you're complaining about right. doing this right Billy never complains and then she's he's just like, I want to leave, put on the coat. And so it's back and forth, back and forth. And then, and because Audrey is not. I hate you. Because Audrey is not moving forward um, or not trying to like facilitate leaving and she's just trying to argue with Charlie. Charlie's like, okay, I'm taking off my coat. I'm staying here. Right. And Audrey's like, uh, she's just like, She's like, I see you for who you really are. It's like meeting a totally different person. Who are you, Charlie? And she runs, and then she runs over to him, starts choking him, and saying, "How can you be like this? I hate your fucking guts. I hate you."
0: That was exciting. Yeah, yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, we. I don't and then mind the build up. There's build up for anticipation, and then there's build up to exhaustion. Yeah, I think that. I, I think we've reached exhaustion. Yeah, if I, we go back to this scene and it's the same. I'm going to be really upset. Yes. But I think, yes, her choking him is different.
1: Right. I just, well, like I said, I just think it's, uh, yeah, like a, building up to exhaustion is like feeling defeated. Like you're never going to get anywhere different. And then when you get somewhere different, the payoff is so much better.
0: Which in fairness is how I felt with Dougie for a long time. And now yeah. I chill with Dougie. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh wait, something's happening. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened. That's with the Audrey that, I, think but that's, I feel like it's
1: kind of late in the game. That's, um. well, it, she came late in the game, right? So cool. Uh, so cool. I ju- that's just David Lynch's style is doing it that way. He's building to exhaustion. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay.
0: Well, that explains a lot as to why I don't like a lot of things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, a uh, final scene of the episode, we cut to the roadhouse where Ruby is sitting at the booth by her. Where a woman named Ruby is sitting by a booth by herself, and these two men oh, walk up to her. It's Charlene Lee, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sarah's girlfriend if not former girlfriend but former, one yeah, maybe former girl, girlfriend but right they're sitting she's sitting at a table by herself two men are like get up from this table we I want love, it i love it so instead she's like i'm waiting for someone but they just pick her up and put her on the ground yeah so she starts slowly like crawling on her hands oh, and knees God. through the crowd mm-hmm. uh, for a minute and then she just starts screaming at the top of her lungs i loved this scene yeah so I'm assuming she must be on the same type of drugs that everyone seems to I, be on drugs.
0: Or she's just experiencing what it's like to have dicks tell you to move. I don't know. Yeah. And that is your
1: id. Your id is yelling because fucking people are shitty. Yeah. So she so she starts screaming and then we cut to credits and we're at the same courtyard where of the motel where Poopy Coopy met Philip Jeffries. There was also a musical performance. Uh, yeah, I didn't take note who it was. The Vales.
0: I downloaded their album because I actually really liked the Yeah, I liked the, the music too. So I started listening to the album. It's pretty good.
1: Cool. Uh, what's your favorite minor character now that we've finished this episode? Oh, shit. You go first. Um, I would say, I'm going to just. Ugh, I feel like I'm giving it to him so many times. I want to say Carl. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to go with Freddy. I'm going to go with F- Iron Fist. Freddy's cool. Yeah. Freddy's cool, cool. Oh,
0: shit. Um, I'm gonna say he's not really a minor character but in the scheme of the show in this, this season he is. give it to James
1: yeah with his little fumble of words his little word fumble I like it too mm-hmm. uh, sweeping proclamation. proclamation mm-hmm um, okay well I, 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 I don't even know what to say anymore because it's like <sighs> Chantel's gonna try and kill Poopy Coopy probably the next episode I mean OG Coops OG Coops um, but also Dougie, ch- but also yeah. OG Coops and, and Janie are probably gonna be pulled into the FBI agency and then the FBI is gonna get there Gordon Cole and Diane have to descend on that whole thing so I guess I'm gonna say and Gordon I'm gonna say turn. Poopy Coop OG Coops is gonna see Albert and Gordon Cole and come too Let's just say something simple.
0: Ooh. Okay, I have one that is kind of off track from even the entire show. Okay. Philip Jeffries, yes, and Philippe Girard are doppelgangers. They have the same fucking name. Okay. Essentially, that's a good one. I just thought of that while we were in the whole Philip Jeffries scene. I thought to myself, "Oh, you essentially have the same I name as a,
1: Philippe Girard." I think that's a good. I think that's a good theory.
0: Or there's some they're connected in some way. Yeah, I think that's I think that's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it'll probably never be answered. Ah. But it feels right. Yeah, it's not crazy. I like that.
1: Hmm. Where's Bob?
0: Oh, Bob is in Sarah Palmer. Yeah. Hard in Sarah Palmer. I know we didn't see her. Right. I know she's been a little. You know, she hasn't been in and out of the show as much. But I think that's where he lives.
1: Yeah, I would. I'm going to have to agree with you because, well, the thing is, is that the only other person we've seen take their face off is Laura. Right. So maybe Laura is possessing her mother and Laura's uh, not necessarily a good whoa. figure. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Donna been up to?
0: Oh, Donna. Well, um, Donna rented the penthouse at the Mark Hotel oh, in nice. New York City. Nice cuz after she was done with the whole drug game she got all this money left and she had to embezzle it right and the best way to embezzle a bunch of money everybody knows this mm-hmm. is to start renting out a penthouse for $65,000 a night and selling handbags out of it yes so that's
1: what she's doing cool mm-hmm. um i would say that that she's doing that um and i already said that she's a drug Kingpin. Right. So right. now she's you know like she's going to meet fancy people. I should pe- say laundering, sorry. Yeah, well she's me- laundering, meeting me- she's meeting random fancy people and um she's also going to invest heavily probably in some sort of like really terrible um pharmaceutical company. Oh, of course. And then probably get arrested for that too. Right. She's been arrested before. She's been she's arrested before. It. She's like got color a track Like she's record. used to it. They, they
0: know her in the place. Right. Right. She's, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, she's used to the white color. She's what? She knows them. Yeah, she's, yeah, she knows what's up. Cool. Um, so that's it, guys. Whoa. Yeah. Not the best
0: episode of Twin Peaks of all time. But it was fun. But it was really fun. Um, we hope I hope you had fun too. I
1: love Norma and Ed's story. Oh, that was the best part. I, I'll watch that forever. Me too. Um, all right. So if you guys could rate and subscribe, mm-hmm. I would love you forever Uh uh-huh me too uh we would love to read your review on the next episode love it love it if you could also uh if you want to really support us financially yeah with your monies go to patreon.com slash twbd podcast yep uh, and then you can go to uh, all follow us on all the things at Instagram and Twitter at TWBD Podcast. On Facebook, you can like us at Facebook.com slash TWBD Podcast. Um you can go to our website at There Will, drink, be, mm, will be Drinking dot com. Mm-hmm. And you can email us your feelings at TWBD podcast at gmail dot at gmail.com. At gmail.com. I think that's it we love you guys have a wonderful evening or wonderful daytime or or day or weekend or whatever moment that you're listening to this podcast uh pie up your life and have a damn have good a damn good cup of coffee cup of coffee <laughs> exactly